Hello weaves, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Animeverse, the show where we take an anime novice, that's Will, and with an anime veteran, that's me, explore the weird, wide and wonderful world of Japanese animation or anime. Will, how are you this week? Hi Sam, yeah, I'm really good, thank you, how are you? Much better, seeing that I nailed the opening first time this week. Well, the 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 struggle on your face, if people could see that, I don't think you'd say it was nailed, because uh, there was a lot of concentration there. Pure focus, just like keeping it locked on. Yeah. I didn't have it typed out, I swear. <laughs> um, yeah, so what have you been up to? Uh, not a great deal. I've been watching the new season of uh, Fire Force, season two, which is really good. Uh, lots of really good animation. And, uh, oh yeah, I did also uh, just complete a pretty big move. Um, in what? In what sense? In life, mate. I've, yeah. uh, I've transcended the boundaries of the UK and I've actually ended up in the realm of glorious Nippon. I've uh, somehow <laughs> managed to channel my weeb energy and I've managed <laughs> to land myself a job in Japan. So Brilliant. most of this week has been... Settling down, getting into quarantine, setting up the flat, and getting to know my new work colleagues, which has been absolutely awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that has been what your dream since you were a kid. Like that's like the <laughs> the best situation possible for you with regards to career and life journeys. Surely, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, when you're younger and you go, oh, one day I'll go and live in this place. And and I'll be a dinosaur. <laughs> and I'll be the space dinosaur. And I'll have a little astronaut helmet. It'll be great. But actually, I've managed to become the space dinosaur with his little astronaut helmet and get out <laughs> to my seemingly impossible dream. Yeah, no, it's been a long time kind of in the works and a lot of stopping and starting, and especially with this whole ridiculous virus thing. But yeah. It's paid off somehow. And so I'm actually... how, are your first, how are you finding your first few days in, in the mis- mysterious land that is Japan? I mean, it, it's pretty good from an apartment looking out over a city. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you haven't got a lot of choice of where to go and what to do at the minute, have you? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, the, the government says that I can go to the shops and I can get essentials, so I'm not starving at the very least. Mm. But I've spent most of the time actually just sitting and editing podcast episodes and watching more and more anime which has been lovely because up until this point i've managed to get the episodes out for the podcast but then i've just been packing and sorting out so much paperwork you would not believe the amount of paperwork that you have to do (laughs) to completely uproot your life and come to a new country (laughs) is it is it not just a is it not just a ticket you know here i am this is my this is me I'm, i'm in see you all later a stamp at yeah. customs and then you're in. Yeah. Nah, it's honestly the amount of forms that I got when I was going through immigration. I literally had just a folder full of paperwork that I was sifting through trying to find the right bit for the right time. Yeah. And trying to brokenly communicate that, yes, I am supposed to be here. Please don't lock me up in quarantine and send me back. Not me. <laughs> I'm not a sponsor. I don't want to be rude, Sam, but knowing you personally, you're experience with paperwork has never been great let's be let's put it that way (laughs) come on mate (laughs) why you gotta drag me like this (laughs) why you gotta be so honest (laughs) i I think um if you found it that tricky we we need to just invest some time into organization skills and uh just life (laughs) skills maybe 
He's going to set up a special workshop for me just so that I can keep things together. You should see the the folders for the podcast files. It's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's, <laughs> just don't question it. As long as it keeps coming and coming, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's an organised mess. I swear. Just papering over the cracks. It's fine. <laughs> but enough about that. Yeah. Um. Let's let's actually get into the the meat of what this whole thing's about, shall we? Yeah. What were you watching this week? What were you here to decide? was a worthy addition to our anniverse. Um, well, this week, Sam, you gave me the pleasure, the uh, pleasure being a very common theme in this series, of watching <laughs> the delightfully interesting series that is Food Wars. Ah, uh, yes. Shokugeki no Soma, Food Wars. A notorious shonen show, shall we say, that comes from the twisted mind of a mangaka that, believe it or not, Will, <laughs> used to draw pornography. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I don't know if that came across in the... Uh... <laughs> um, I, would, uh, I, w- I wouldn't have actually guessed that, but it doesn't surprise me in the slightest, <laughs> given the imagery involved in this. My, my first question that has to be... I can't see any other way that this becomes a proper series without it being the case the creators of this anime must have been chefs or food enthusiasts of some sort to have this as their their thing surely yeah as far as i'm aware he had a food advisor so the the author and the artist had uh, an advisor who he would say okay so i want to cook this style of dish what's the most interesting way can i can i do it and the food advisor would then give him the the details all right, Similar okay. stuff's happening recently with... There's a current manga that's um, publishing called Dr. Stone, which is all about science. And the author of that has a science advisor. Yeah. So everything that he does is accurate. Similarly, the chef advisor for Shokugeki no Soma gives him the information that he needs to be somewhat realistic in the dishes that he's making. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things there that that throughout the whole first three episodes they seem really realistic and really sort of well planned and and you know they make a big point out of explaining and uh, explaining the steps he's gone to to make this fine dish that there must be some truth in that i mean i'm not a connoisseur of any sort of food or anything like that but i you know even to, you can tell that there's been thought and it's been there's expertise there whether it comes from him or whether it comes from some advisor there's definitely um, a, a background of knowledge there yeah like it's a similar situation to death note where you've got a writer and then you've got uh, an illustrator so the writer's doing all the heavy lifting and advising in kind of what the plot's going to be like and then the illustrator is just well as you can clearly see (laughs) illustrating the stuff that really matters (laughs) i assume there's uh some understanding of the direction it's going to go and it's not a case of i've got this lovely script about food and about um, how we're going to make this an adventure for this young up and coming I'm going to stop chef. you right there. What if we did that but boobs? <laughs> well, the the boobs is a nice idea, but um, I'm thinking boobs we it really is. boobs it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so they obviously they must know the direction it's going to go in. But I, I I do like that idea that they they never see each other beforehand and they never they they only see the final product so one of them's going all boobs and one of them's going all food and then they they just marry up just in this weird in the middle yeah <laughs> there's some weird experiment there that should be carried out somewhere i love it yeah so 
give us your kind of non-spoilery overview of Food Wars. Okay. Okay. So we follow Soma. Is it Soma? Soma. Soma. Sorry. Uh, we follow Soma, this young, charismatic guy who just wants to cook and wants to be the best. Very, very competitive, cooking with his dad in their own little restaurant. And his, it's, a, it's his story, basically, about how he works towards becoming the best chef, out uh, beating his dad and, you know, becoming a well-known chef and uh, the master of culinary expertise. All things food. Yes. Um, and it's obviously, like we've already alluded to, is a lot of sexualized imagery right <laughs> from the word go. Which doesn't hold back, does it? No, it really doesn't. It's it's pretty in your face and oh, uh, yeah. in in everywhere else, every other orifice as well. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that so it's it's obviously there's a it's funny. There's a, it's very it's very tongue in cheek, very sort of and every other orifice as well. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 an interesting, funny, supposed to be a little bit lighthearted, but it's obviously got some substance there as well. Yeah, that's that's that pretty much sums it up. I yeah. think. <laughs> Anything that's to add? Some of it, to be fair. I th- no, no. Uh, it's yeah, it's a Shonen show, so published in Shonen Jump for for quite a while. It's currently up to, I think it's the sixth season has just ended, which takes it all the way up to the end of the manga. Weirdly, it's the sixth season, but it's the it's called the fifth plate. Each season is called a plate hmm. because they split season three into two parts. Okay, but yeah, it's come to a conclusion now. It is finished, and oh, right, okay. you can watch it or read it from beginning to end, either on Crunchyroll or Netflix. I think goes up to maybe season two. I okay. think. Um, yeah, or you can I read think, it on I the think, show. I think jump. it. I think it has got season two. I think they they might that might be a a recent a, a recent a recent a recent release. <laughs> God. What's this new recent? <laughs> it sounds quite recent. Yeah, <laughs> it is out there and it is available um, quite cool. easily if you want to check it out. So we are going to jump into episode one to three as we always do, and we are going to be going quite spoiler heavy for these three episodes and potentially a little bit beyond. Well. We'll try not to. It would be beneficial if you went and checked them out. Yeah, make sure you you have some understanding of what we're talking about um, if you don't want spoilers, basically. But if you don't care about spoilers, just listen away. Yeah, and so that we don't look like just massive perverts um, <laughs> out of context. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is also the the other the other way of doing it where if you listen to this and because it only we only spoil the first three episodes like you say there's six seasons so by all means if people listen to this and they it actually intrigues them and then they go and watch it that's that's a win-win isn't it 100 percent more weebs the better and then just come back and listen again so we get more listens once you've already uh once you've watched the show <laughs> hit the nail on the head there this is how we get our uh view counts to skyrocket <laughs> okay so, so episode, episode one, one. We're kicking off. Yep, and we are kicking off with squid tentacles and peanut butter. Oh, sounds suitably horrifying. I love that the cooking show starts off with the main character actively trying to create the most disgusting thing. That's so that you good. Can possibly imagine, and that that's a, that's a common theme that he's just he's so. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the characteristics of Soma, but he is phenomenally entertaining his his love and passion for just all things food regardless of whether it's the worst or the best is brilliant it's so 
it's so enticing. I just want to watch him. Just he looks so genuine. He's so happy about it. He's like, oh my god, this is so I've bad. Created it. I've done it. I've made the worst thing. <laughs> and visually, yes, he does because he feeds it to the. Uh, well, first he's uh, cooking with his dad to try and make this actually good dish, and damn, doesn't actually look pretty good. The food too, but his dad's like pretty. <laughs> 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 so dad absolutely batters him as he always does for the 488th time i think uh that um this competition has been going on and you immediately see where he gets his competitive nature from um him and mm-hmm. dad are two peas in a, in a pod um although ironically he he doesn't really know anything about his dad and he says that later on that he has no idea about his dad's past about where he goes and stuff which is a very odd sort of relationship he yeah. must have I think that speaks a little bit like to what you said earlier. He's just so obsessed with food that he just never spent the rest of the time trying to figure out anything about his dad. He's just like, no, fight me. <laughs> food, fight me. Go. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could also go to question the parenting skills of dad if, if, if you know, he's just left his son to do all this. And... Oh, no, he he is an awful dad. <laughs> he's got shonen jump dad protagonist syndrome in that he is a terrible father and leaves the protagonist by himself almost immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so th- so usually in these sorts of stories, you see, you meet the protagonist and there's some tragic backstory. Here we're living through the backstory. Dad just walks out for cigarettes and yeah. never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> for cigarettes in New York. New York. I wonder if you'll find Molly. <laughs> oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> hey, so much. No, no, we don't. Cook me some of your food. Uh, we we don't need to relive that moment just yet. Nothing. Anyway, so yeah, so he gets absolutely battered into in cooking this uh, rice dish, and the girl who judges that his dad has the better dish says, "Oh no, it's okay, it's okay. Your dish was really good too." And to try and kind of make him feel better, he go he, he pulls a bit of a guilt trip on her and goes, "Oh well, oh yeah, tr- I've uh, yeah. I've got something else that you could try," and he gives her this peanut butter squid. And, good lord, I forgot just how bad that tentacle scene is. Oh my god. It is straight up porn. Like, it is almost worse for me that this is probably the best animated moment in the entire episode. And it is this girl getting accosted (laughs) by tentacles. It is so dodgy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've I've written, he, he... He forces his squid butter monstrosity on her, which proceeds to violate her. <laughs> and the people in the in the the uh, restaurant are just like, "He's clearly this is not the first time." They're just like, "Oh, he's doing this again, Soma. really? <laughs> Come on, dude!" And he's there, just lost in his own little world, like getting such pleasure out of watching her squirm. Um, and obviously, it's it's you get the metaphor. It's hard not to, um, mm. but. It's supposed to be this metaphorical thing. It's such an injustice to the senses that this food is just not meant to be consumed like this. But the 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 imagery is intense, and she does get violated by an octopus in many ways. And it's it goes on for for too long. Yeah, it, it's like <laughs> you, it kind of implies it. Yeah, you know, okay, that's fine. And then it's just super explicit about what's happening, and you're like, oh, yeah. Is this meant to be on daytime TV? I don't think we can get away with this. Yikes! So yeah, you said it's in Shonen Jump. Is that isn't that Teen Mac? Isn't that like young middle aged boy? So because it's (laughs) 
it's not actually happening. It's like a a metaphor. So it is and, that graphic uh, in the manga. Oh yeah, sometimes even even more so. Like if it's on TV, oh. anime tends to get censored a little bit more. So more black bars, more stuff's covered up. Wow. But in the manga, because it's, I guess because it's printed, you have a little bit more leeway to get a little bit more loot. Nothing ever is shown, but it is literally on the cusp. So yeah, so I do like um, I don't I don't, I don't remember seeing any. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, I don't know why we're having this conversation. I don't remember seeing any. Uh, nipples on the boobs and things. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yeah you so won't you been... won't see any of that yeah. unless you're going into like a, yeah, okay. a selling magazine. Um, Shonen Jump yeah. is for good boys and girls who want to see the majority of a boob, not the the dirty part. <laughs> we censor that. Get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, it's ridiculous. We roll title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I quite like the opening. Um, we can get into it in more depth later. But uh, one of the things that stood out to me particularly was just the the chopping up of the title. Yeah. I thought that was just a, a neat way to integrate it into the credits. Uh, and then we get onto the kind of main crux of the episode that this land shark is here to take away the Yukahira Diner. Of course, she's um, very well endowed as well, and they don't forget to point that oh out. Oh my goodness, um, her boobs are made of jelly. On. They just yes, they don't stop yeah. moving. I mean, she's clearly got to her position of power through nothing other than sexualization of the female form. And she wants to knock down the restaurant and build a sky rise as all uh, monopolies want to achieve in, you know, whether it's, uh, I, I, I can't, can't name anything specifically, but I feel, I feel like I've seen this, <laughs> this uh, story. Yeah. It's the plot of every nineties movie ever. It's like, they're going to shut down the yeah. rec center. So we're going to hold a talent contest to raise the money to save it. Except in this case, it's yeah. we're going to cook food that's so good that it changes their mind. Yes, yeah. So we'll get into that in <laughs> the food that they cook, which is in, in, an incredible scene in its in it in itself. So, but the whole right. So this is my first major problem with okay. this, and I get that it's not meant to be taken too seriously, mm. and it plays into the plot. But I'm sorry, why is he making that deal? Yeah, he, ba- he, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he the the deal states. She basically says. Are you going to sell? And they say no. And instead of leaving it there, he, she, he says that it's our duty to make sure all the customers are happy and that's our job. And she says, so what if you don't make them happy? And he says, well, we'll give up. Oh, will you? You're just going to give up if you can't make a customer His happy. His dad's right there. That's a ridiculous... And doesn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> just, no. He just sits there just like, yeah, sounds about right. I'll let my kid make all my business then... decisions for me. <laughs> and then And then she's very much like, well, she gives the evil sort of uh yeah eyebrow raise where uh she's like oh really we'll we'll see about that won't we and you know she's going to sabotage the restaurant from from that from just that scene which she does then she comes back and she's like well you said you'd give up the restaurant if you couldn't satisfy a customer you've got no stock left because we've trashed the place so please make me a steak and he's like ah he doesn't just say no (laughs) he doesn't just say no i'm not going to do that never signed anything that's a stupid agreement i was only i was only being i was just playful, it was you know, just that's... hyperbole i didn't mean it <laughs> exactly yes yes it was good old hyperbole and the hyperbole um, <laughs> so then she asks for this steak she comes in all cocky and you know she doesn't specifically ask for a steak and... <laughs> does she she's like i want meat juice <laughs> yeah 
yeah, she d- she does want meat juice, and instead of um, <laughs> calling the police, she, he he decides to try cooking something without any meat. Although he does have some meat, he has bacon. Yeah, he cooks her the the gotcha pork roast. Yeah, and overall, actually, to be fair, I really like the way that he adapts to the dish, uh, uh, given the circumstances. I think it's kind of. Are you? Are we talking cooking now? Are we actually going to talk about? Cooking? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cooking show, Will. Sam, what did you have for dinner tonight? I had spike ball. And did you make it? No. <laughs> I heated <laughs> it in a microwave. <laughs> we are so perfect for this. <laughs> I I just had I just had lunch and I had a um, supermarket sandwich. So I think we, of all people, are in the right position to talk about fully this. qualified, right? Yeah. Yep. So go on, tell me about how much you love his no, dish. No, I think it's really interesting because he adapts to the circumstances that he's in and also he's able to explain it and justify it in a way that I'm able to still buy it. Like, yeah. I, I don't... Well, that's what, that's, that, was, that was the first thing that told me there must be some sort of expertise behind this to go into that much detail. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really good, but she basically comes back at him and is like hold on this isn't what i ordered and she's got a point like he's yeah. gone to all that effort he hasn't said what he's cooking her he's just it's it's very impressive you know the animation is very good i love the animation oh, yeah, it's the, very the entertaining cooking, yeah and he's, he's chopping all the yeah. ingredients it's really into i really specifically like the bit where he like he moves and there's like a trail from his eyes as he's looking at the next thing that he needs to do and there's all this steam yeah. flying off it's very intense. It's really interesting to see all the action throughout these episodes that are all based around food. Um, and, and, and also just the, in, the way they've tried to capture the enthusiasm and the drama of the whole series when really it is just food. Yeah. It's just cooking. Obviously, the, it, it's, it's a, they, they came at it very much like we're going to go all out. We're not going to try and be too serious. We're just going to go all out. Yeah. Make it funny. Make it entertaining. Make it gripping. Make it sexy. And put everything into Make it sexy. Yeah. What, what was that term we came up with last week? Oh, uh, sketchy etchy. Etch, sketchy etchy. Yeah. Gonna have definitely. Sketchy, sketchy etchy as possible. <laughs> we've also we've got, we've got the return of the chibis as well from, from last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Many, many. Many chibis all over the place. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Which I did enjoy. Yeah. So he makes her this dish, which she didn't ask for, and she's a bit peed off. And, and But he stands by it. He's yeah. so confident, this kid. Throughout the three episodes, he's just so like, hey, look, I know how to cook. Like, you can take the mickey out of anything. But... I've been in the diner since I was, like, three years old. I grew up with a knife in my hand. Have you ever even eaten at a diner, you elitist scrub? Yeah. Oh, but... That whole, se- that whole scene later is brilliant. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, we get to the kind of crux of what Food Wars really is about as he serves her this dish. And the crux is that it's all about ridiculous inventive and creative dishes i've just used the same synonym there (laughs) putting these creative dishes together in order to have the recipient of the dish have all of their clothes up like blown off and for them to have the loudest and most complicated foodgasm you have ever seen on television yeah with metaphors flying and just absurdity yeah, I can't remember where I've written it, but I don't know where I sort of came to that conclusion. But it's pretty much word word for word that that explanation. It's food foodgasms to the extreme. You know, you want it's it's 
how many how many different ways how many different metaphors can we give for good food yeah. and even bad food because at the beginning of at the end of this episode and as we meet the characters later on the bad food gives those <laughs> weird really weird <laughs> like gorillas and jukeboxes falling on heads and things um it's just sort of like right so this is what this series is it's how can we explain these emotions in visual format as best as entertaining as possible yeah and you've really got to buy into that because if you don't get on board at that level then yeah a lot of this is just going to seem crude and too, too much over yeah. the top yeah but yeah I, I think that even with the over the top anime-ness of all of it i do still genuinely feel that at least with the dishes at this point in the show if you followed it as they say i feel like you could maybe make it I think you could maybe create something akin to that. Maybe not to the same food gasmy level as Soma does. Well, even 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 if you can't make, actually make it, it, it does enough to give you that impression that you can. Yeah. And I think that's the that's that's the point. And yeah, they don't need to go into that much detail, but I think it does add an extra element that keeps you sort of hooked because there's those you could imagine those montages becoming quite samey as time went on, but the fact that they are unique and different dishes. Yeah. It keeps keeps you involved in the in this in the show. I like the those bits. the ingredients and flavors of the dish kind of play into the metaphors sometimes. So we get obviously yeah, with the squid. Yeah. The squid is involved, however dodgy that may be. And with this one, it's <laughs> the uh, the meat juices which start to burst yeah. from every orifice in oh great my god, quantities. and we see so much. We see. Even with the even with the bodyguards, they're they're having some as well. I don't know why they're having. They're some. They're also super but shredded. Apparently, oh my god! Except for that one dude. There's one really fat <laughs> dude, and then there's two like big <laughs> muscly guys. That oh my god! Not that I was watching much. Um, <laughs> I, I obviously skipped all that bit. Um, I had my eyes it was on just too crude. both of them all at the same time. Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I skipped two. I skipped two. <laughs> so. We we end that scene with them all lying on the floor, completely wasted after having these foodgasms. And Soma is just like, right, now you've got to swear you never come back. And I don't know why they do. I, I think she'd be... Oh, no, they, they swear that before he gives them the food back. He takes the food oh, away yeah, he and he's like, well, you, them. you don't want any more? Teases them so much and she's just like, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. She's begging. Yeah, she literally says, I'm begging you. Which, yeah, I don't think we need to say more than that. It's It's all... It's all good, and then um, this is my line. And then Dad the... comes back. Sorry. Oh yeah. This is this Go is on. my line of the three in the first episode. Okay. I watched it in the sub, so I was reading the subtitles, uh, and she yeah. ends off as he kind of is teasing her with the meat dish. She goes, "Yeah, I want to taste more meat juice," <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. "Oh come on, <laughs> really, <laughs> really?" I think. I think these uh, lines of the lines of the series are fastly becoming the most <laughs> sexual line of the series because everything seems to just be the one that's the most provocative. The most we have uh, had a double whammy of very sexy shows. True, true, um, and even my Sailor Moon <laughs> quote of the week was pretty was pretty uh, sexualized as well. Um, but anyway, uh, moving swiftly on from the sexual stuff, Dad comes back, and I think you said we're moving away from the sexual stuff. The Dilf is back. <laughs> sorry continue 
he he makes this big reveal that they're closing the shop for like two years and and soma's just like i just fought for this i mean he does a really good job at the beat before that of just being really chill about it it doesn't, doesn't brag about it doesn't tell dad what's happened he's just like ah there's some unhappy customers wink wink hey. and uh dad's like oh that's great uh anyway we're closing the shop like i'm not gonna ask about your day and you have to go to this new school this super elite culinary culinary school um, where graduation is less than 10% and we meet the Educational Institute uh, Totsuki? Totsuki. Fine dining. Totsuki. Totsuki. Oh, right. So it blends together. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, Fine dining academy. And um, we meet uh, Miss Erina. Oh, God. Erina. I hate Erina. So oh, my God, Really? I thought you were going to go the other way with the look on your face. <laughs> look, she's got a really good character design i really like it yeah but i hate her personality like and also <laughs> can i just say who designed her uniform does she have boob pockets <laughs> that is not how t-shirts work <laughs> i didn't notice to be honest mate i'll take your word for it clearly i'm looking at the wrong things <laughs> <laughs> i did i mean i did notice that the the skirt is very short you know very typical i mean we've seen it in Pretty much all the animes, the 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 long legs and stuff is always the very there. distinct bump in the thighs. Yeah. Thick thighs yeah. save lives. Will <laughs> motto of life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she kind of turns up and is uh, we're in- immediately introduced to her as she's meditating underneath this waterfall, and then it's all sexy as the water's running down her robe and showing off a little bit of skin, and then bang, she's smashed with a jukebox to the head. Yeah. And it turns out it's all a metaphor because she's been fed this food that's for her starts off really nice, but then it's like she's having this lovely serene moment and it's ruined by this glaringly obvious flaw, in this case the jukebox. Yeah. But it's a soup that she's <laughs> drinking and she dumps yeah, it all over a the broth, head. isn't it? Yeah. And it's she doesn't have to be that mean, let's be honest. I think this is what Well, no, she doesn't have to be, but I feel like, you know, that's that she does have to be really because that's her character that is, and that's what she's gonna yeah, do and that's her for the rest of the bloody show <laughs> which takes us into episode <laughs> two and we start off with her continuing to be a bitch yes and with her tranquility with the gorilla um <laughs> and this is where i've written is this the framework for the show <laughs> uh, food is sexual and therefore we can put characters in metaphorically sexual situations to illustrate the quality of the food hell yes it is you've cracked it son <laughs> so she's abusing another person who has i don't know why people keep giving her food because she clearly doesn't like anything this raises my biggest question for her she's got the skill the god tongue which essentially lets her pick apart any food that she eats and she can perfectly understand the flavor the ingredients what went wrong during cooking and the big thing that i've always had with this ability is and we find out later that she's had this since birth to the point where even breastfeeding was unpalatable to her how the yeah. hell does she survive? What does she eat? Yeah, they imply. Yeah, there is that. They imply that like, and and also, isn't she? Isn't she? Isn't she competing? Because I haven't. I'm not really sure. Because I've only seen the first three episodes. Isn't she competing with Soma in like this school? Yeah, she's in the same year group as Soma, so she's joining so why the is, school. So why is she this? Why why hasn't she graduated and it just been a like? She feels like on some level, like she's she's recruiting she she like runs the recruitment bit mm. for this you know she assesses them and judges soma's soma and his peers yeah she has this elite p- 
position in the academy already, yet she's a student there in the same situation as everyone else. So, yeah, yeah um, it doesn't... elements of that get made a bit clearer later as to why she's okay. able to take part in these um, higher level d- decision making bits. Is it because her granddad's a maf- mafia boss? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. But that would probably be more interesting. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> uh, right. So yeah, so we we meet her and her god tongue stuff, and Yukihira's dad is in New York City serving food to the rich and powerful. So his food is so yeah, good. I love this. His food is so good that a it saves a man's <laughs> life. Yeah, and b <laughs> yeah. it gets the Dalai Lama to reject his oaths. <laughs> <laughs> So fast as well. He just he walked inside. You would deny me the chance to eat Yukihira's food. Clothes off, dives across the yeah. table. That that's it. I'm done. I'm done. My faith is gone. I just just give me the food. I mean, yeah, really good. <laughs> really, that made me do. That made me laugh a lot. I did. Uh, it's incredible stuff. It's just the tone of the show has been set very early on, and mm. that it, over the top like we say the hyperbole of it all that just exaggerating everything and making it so absurd it just works and it 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 it, it makes an otherwise without all of that it would be quite probably quite a mundane show yeah but with all of that it just makes it so yeah in your face and and just so refreshing really because it's not taking itself too seriously and it is just yeah yeah it's good it's good stuff i i do really enjoy this part of the show when it, it is able to just embrace that silliness, but also keep it that little bit grounded, like just enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the keeping the keeping things they're not they're not being so absurd that it ruins the continuity or ruins the consistency of the show. Like they could, you know, like they could do things just for laughs that don't fit character and don't fit plot, yeah. which they don't do. They still stick to the character traits and things like that. Like with Dad when he. The, the the next scene is dad on the phone to Somo and he basically pulls on Somo's competitive nature Soma. that he knows he's got. Somo. What did I say? Somo. Somo. His evil twin. <gasps> um, so, so, yeah, he pulls on the fact that he knows Soma's really competitive mm. and uh, challenges him, basically. Basically says, you're not, you're not going to be better than me. You're not going to do well at this school. If you can't so, even manage you know, three years just, here, then you're not worth... Yeah. So Soma obviously takes that as a challenge and goes off, which obviously was Dad's intent mm. from... Well, that's what I'm, I'm taking from that. Yeah. I like that he get, gets cut off. Uh, he's like, the, yeah. the secret to improving your cooking is... And Soma's just like, nah, don't care. I'm off. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> but I also think it's quite sweet that his idea of... It's finding a girl that you love to be able to cook for her or finding a partner that you want to cook for it's a really nice message, though I hate that it's like immediately juxtaposed with Erina. So I'm just like, just, just stop. I don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many better girls in this show. Right. Okay. So obviously she's playing a bit of an antagonist at this stage. Um, and from the sounds of it, she it, she only gets worse. But uh, I didn't mind her that much. I mean, I get I, I, my. I, I'm assuming that somewhere down the line, Soma changes. Her, and she becomes a more uh, more uh, considerate person. Well, that kind of ties into the next kind of big crux of food wars, or the next big kind of theme. The snobbery. Yes, exactly. So he meets this French restaurant owner on the bench, and he's just being 
just a huge dick to Soma. And <laughs> well, he just no, he, he was fine up until he found out that he only worked in a, a, a little diner. And he physically, and he <laughs> he kicks him in the face, and he gets this like blue power up glow around the outside of him, How dare you? which is just yeah. And this is my line of the three line of the series. Go on, which is. You wretched, lowly plebeian. You may no longer sit next to me. <laughs> and just screams it at him. <laughs> you may no longer sit next to me. <laughs> and then so like, okay, just, dude. like stands up and just grabs Chill. him by the scruff and just like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's this, it's this idea that um, the elite think that dining culture should remain with the rich and the wealthy and the privileged. And that goes starkly against what Yukihira and eventually kind of his friends present, which is that incredible food and the ability to cook incredible food and to consume incredible food should be available to everyone. doesn't matter where yeah. you're from. And I really, really like that dynamic of the show. I like that kind of going against the grade. Like, why should the most delicious dishes be reserved for those, that, that top 1%? I think it's a really good message that, well, anybody can cook and anybody can create incredible stuff. Why should it be reserved? Yeah, you're right. I mean, there is there is a big snobbery around food in general, like even in in any culture. Mm. Obviously, this has some... It resonates with Japanese culture, I'm assuming, otherwise it wouldn't be in this show. But also, but Western culture is probably worse for it, I imagine, because we've got high dining, mm. f- fine dining restaurants and stuff that are... So expensive, you know, massive waiting lists that people just can't afford. Yeah, there's a massive divide in sort of culinary. I mean, if you look at Gordon Ramsay restaurants or like even just the entirety yeah. of French cuisine in general, if you go to oh French cuisine, yeah, just, yeah, absolutely, it's insane that there's almost this entire flavor profile that has just been completely shut off for the common person just because oh you didn't make enough imaginary uh, worth money notes this month. Therefore, you can't eat. Yeah, and this I think food. I think I think there is there there is there are things out there that are trying to go against the grain. You know, the, oh, yeah. But it is, and it. But you're right in the sense that cooking is one of those things that really should be accessible to everyone. Mm. Not even from this. You know, like uh, there are things that for the that are justifiably cost more money. Yeah, because um, they're rare because they use more or... expensive. Yeah, they use more expensive parts. They're harder to make and things. But with cooking, although the skill itself should be honed and you know arguably that's what you're paying for i guess the skill to make the the cuisine yeah in a sense aren't you but you're right in the sense that the ingredients and everything there should be accessible to everyone Mm. but then i guess i guess you are paying for that expert to create that dish in a way aren't you yeah I, i i can see it from there like chefs should be fairly compensated obviously for the high level of skill that they have I just think it's an interesting uh, juxtaposition of Soma yeah. is, and Soma's dad especially, Soma's dad is implied to be this god-tier chef, and he's happy yeah. to just work in a diner day after day and just please his customers and just bust I out. think the big thing is that although you might have this elite select uh, selection where food is, you know, godlike, it doesn't mean everyone else has to eat shit. It means, you know, everyone else can actually cook decent food and have some nice stuff. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be like if you're not the best of the best of the best in this, you know, aristocratic (laughs) um, food 
hierarchy, then you can still actually enjoy food and still experience nice things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. And that, cool. ladies and gentlemen, will be the end of our communist agenda for today <laughs> as we move on to the fact that uh, Soma's got an exam to sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, re- really bad um, business management from Erina here because she's like, she she gives them this <laughs> this task of satisfying her, uh, her palate, which, yeah, her tongue. Oh, God. Um, I'm, Amongst other orifices. <laughs> and, I'm going to start um, putting it like a, a ding in the corner every time that <laughs> that gets mentioned. Yeah. In fact, in the edit, I'm going to go back and put the dings <laughs> in for the earlier ones as well. Um, and so, yeah, she says, you've got to please my palate. You've got to cook something using eggs for me and I've got to like it. And everyone absolutely craps themselves and runs away except for Soma. And she's quite happy to assume that everyone's just run away just by virtue of her being there. And she starts to almost kind of forcefully seduce her secretary to be like, oh, well, we've done it now. now I don't think it was go. very hard. I, th- I think the her secretary thing... was, was, was honestly, pretty, pretty game. Honestly, I kind of ship it. I kind of see those two together. I I like that more than I like the fact that the show is constantly trying to push uh, Soma and Erina because later on as you get to know the secretary a bit better, it's like, oh, no, yeah, actually, that makes sense. That works. But anyway, (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. Like, I love the fact that that entire thing, like, it's got the the rosary uh, border and the music swelling and then Soma's just like, "Uh, yo, uh... So it's just yeah, eggs, he's right? He's so chill. He's so chill. I love him. He's so um he just he just mugs her off in everything. He's just like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. God, I thought oh, I thought it was going to be something hard. <laughs> That's fine. I'll I'll give it a go. I'm sure it'll be all right. I think he he's, makes a really good straight man to just the high level absurdity that's running with ev- almost every other character in the show. Everybody else is so I don't know, cartoonish in the way that they act around stuff yeah. and he just goes, so I cook it like this, yeah. Yeah. Or, okay, that was easy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah I'm off. We then. good? Right. Oh, cool. Yeah, we've got this thing. Yeah. I can, put, oh, can I put the headband on now? Can I yeah. can I start can I can I start? Or Okay, I'm starting. And he just goes. <laughs> hey, look at all his spices. <laughs> <laughs> he um he transfer he decides to cook this furry fur, fur, oh, furry kaki. <laughs> what is it? What's the what's the rice? Oh, I, oh, for I don't a know. furry kaki yeah. rice or something and it's called transforming furry kaki rice. And uh, um, which all the time she's just slagging him off like this is going to be rubbish. I can't believe you're doing this, and he's just there like you just wait, you, you just chop, wait, chop, 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 chop. You know what I really like is yeah. that this we've watched a couple of shonen-ish shows so far, um, and I like Food Wars's way of presenting a shonen battle. In that the battles in this show are the cooking, yeah, and the side characters, so Erino and the secretary, are commenting. It's like, oh my god, he's going to be using eggs in this particular way, and like, there's dramatic pauses as he uses an ingredient or picks up his knife and starts chopping, and the music is swelling as he cooks, and it all gets built up and built up and built up. And if this was a normal show, it would be characters trading blows, but in this way, it's him dealing with ingredients, yeah, and then all of that build-up and hype again, and I think it works so well, is undercut by Soma just going, 
okay, I'm done. I'm making rice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's like, are you for real? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. I think there's there's nothing... Th- this show does... It, that drama... I said it earlier on. That drama, that... um the whole action scene itself is just beautifully done and it's 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 crazy that they've they've put so much effort and emphasis on the cooking side because it would have been really easy for them to do that as a sideline and to yeah. make to make other things and it wouldn't have really hit i don't think i don't think it would have been anywhere near as good if they decided to make the focus the relationships and the focus uh you know because it had just it had just fell flat it had just felt like a teen mm-hmm. A teen, a teen drama or something whereas this way you've really got lots of elements going on all in the same thing you've got the relationships you've got the storyline you've got the cooking you've got the uh, the drama as well and it yeah it just it, it adds yeah, a it, really big element to it it doesn't take itself too seriously and it sticks to its guns which is cooking mm. and then Sex. sexy yeah, yeah but that's it and speaking yeah. of that it comes in perfectly after so Soma reveals the uh the dish and then he full on salt bays the yeah. uh the gelatin onto yes. the rice. And yeah. that's why it's transforming because the gelatin hits the hot rice and starts to melt across and change the flavour as you're eating it. Which is as Soma says, that's his family's skill, is that they use creativity to transform their dishes as as you eat. And we get another almost too well animated scene yeah. of Erina being tickled by Chibi Sober Somers. Oh my god. The the Chibi Somers are just like going and be, if it was the real Somers, then it would be arguably too much. But the fact that they're Chibi, it just adds that innocence where it's like, oh we don't know what we're doing. We're just coming and having fun. And, and just pulling off the like, towel and Yeah. She's there like, stop it, stop it. You annoying little boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, it's an interesting image to go with. Um which ends which up knocking Erin up... she she likes it so much that she's literally weak at the knees. Yeah. Like she she's holding on to the side of the table to keep her balance and I don't know about you I've never had that severe a reaction to food before where I've been It's like... interesting that that's the point you meant you mentioned that Sam because that suggests that up until now every food experience has been pretty commonplace for you Oh yeah yeah, yeah. meat juices dude what can I say <laughs> <laughs> So the the only thing about uh, Soma that is a little bit grating is his overconfidence in every situation. So he's oh, yeah. sure that this food is amazing and he's sure he's going to win. And it is nice that she just sort of lies and is just like, no, it's disgusting. Get out. This Slaps is ridiculous. Yeah. And seeing him sitting there outside afterwards, just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And she punches the wall um, for some reason like, and hurts her hand. <laughs> it hurts. And then we see then we see the old dude who we find out in the next episode is the director of the academy and he tries the food he doesn't have a weird orgasm so his standard of food must be insane um, and he does take his clothes off yes he does yeah yeah he does he just he just pulls his robe down and goes ah this failure crunch <laughs> <laughs> which takes us very nicely into episode 3 yeah so in episode 3 we get introduced to a new character Who's from some snowy region? I didn't really catch where she was from. Uh, Megumi Tadakoro. Yes, and what's interesting is that the place that she's from 
is um, communist Russia. Hey, Megumi. In in Soviet Russia, foods cook you. <laughs> but no, she's uh, she's from Kansai, which is a region of Japan, which is quite central, and it has a very specific dialect. So in the subtitled version, she speaks almost with a kind of a southern drawl. So she can, oh. she has a lot of yowls, and uh, she's missing G's from the end of her words, but. I went and actually like watched some clips from the dub, and she's just voiced generically, kind of yeah. American. Yeah. Funnily enough, where I've moved to in Kobe, I'm right on the cusp of where that Kansai dialect comes from. So oh, I thought right. it was quite interesting. I was like, Ah, so I'm in country bumpkin land. Is what is what's happened here? <laughs> <laughs> if I turn off the radio, I'll hear the banjos outside. Oh <laughs> or God! Japanese pan flutes, I guess. <laughs> Oh, right. so, yeah, well, that, that is interesting. To... Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yes. So we're introduced to um, Megumi. Meg- Megumi. Megumi. She's really struggling. She's finding things hard. She left with big dreams, and uh, things aren't going well. She's failing everything at the minute, and she's struggling uh, reach the high standards set by the academy. And she's mm-hmm. pretty much on her last chance. She needs. She needs to succeed. Uh, otherwise, she needs to pass. Otherwise, she'll get kicked out. I think. And yeah, obviously, they they put quite a bit of effort into this um, backstory, so I'm assuming she becomes a pretty major player in the series. Um, and we then have the opening ceremony of the entire ca- academy yes. <laughs> with the director guy, and for some reason, Soma gets to speak at it. <laughs> Soma, yeah. Soma, like, oh, he's a late late entrant, so therefore he needs to address the entire congregation and explain how he's better than them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whether it was just poorly explained or what, but I didn't understand why he got the chance to speak. Was it just because he was the only person that got through Erin's class? Or was it because everyone keeps calling him a transfer student as well? So maybe it's just because he's not been there. So he has a fresh perspective. I I don't know, but yeah. he comes out. And no, he basically... I, I know why why he's there. Well, it's so he can it's so he can do this whole speech and piss everyone off. Oh yeah, off. yeah. Like narratively wise, <laughs> that's why he's there. But <laughs> no, but that's 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 it. That's the only reason. <laughs> you can try and justify it all you want, but that's why he's there. <laughs> and the, 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 there's a reason the explanation's not great, and it's because they were like, "Well, look, we need him to piss look, everyone we, off. We need him to we just haven't got, shout. We haven't got a reason." Yeah, yeah. So he does this uh, cocky. I am the big. I am and uh, I'm the boss. Puts everyone puts everyone down says that they're all snobs and that you know no one's worked in a diner before no one's actually served a customer so i'm clearly gonna boss it um and just walks off stage like yep cheers <laughs> see you later. Literally drops mic leaves yeah. starts chatting absolute <laughs> mad shit to erina <laughs> yeah and he's just like he's he's, he's just like ah. Oh. i think that went well like really <laughs> sort of just doesn't like, why are you even <laughs> here <laughs> Yeah, so he he does he confronts confronts Erina and sort of says, you know, look, I know you were sort of judging me and everything. I'm not going to let that happen now. You don't don't be giving me all this shit. Don't be sending that sending that my way because I ain't gonna I ain't having it. Um, I'm here. I'm gonna make the most of it, and I don't give a damn about what you or anyone else thinks. Um, which His you know, exact words in the sub were, "This school's just a stepping stone for me," and oh, I quite like that. I, yeah, I don't think there was anything quite that poignant in the sub um i might have missed it dub sorry not sub 
Yeah, so he he sees like this is a stepping stone for me because you know that he is just driven to just beat his dad because the best <laughs> chef that he knows is his dad, which you could argue is quite insular, but actually because <laughs> because he's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a point. Yeah, I can't I can't argue it where he's the only person we've seen actually get the god tongue to do anything other than disgust. So I suppose yeah. I have to accept that, even if. It also sets the standards so high for for Soma. Like he's yeah. already bossing it, and it's day one. So it's it does beg to question how you take that arc further when these are supposed to be the elite people, and presumably they spend a fair fair while at the academy. So like mm. with this first first challenge with the French dude, who's really strict. You know, he never smiles in the first episode. In the second episode. He's making him smile and like absolutely bossing mm. it despite having his food sabotaged and things like that. It does sort of like, okay, there's, where's this hero art going? He's already the best. Yeah. So teaching point, yeah. there's yeah. a few, there's a few terms. So in Shonen, typically, uh, if you want to make your uh, protagonist or an antagonist seem a lot stronger than they used to be, or if you're trying to show off that somebody new who's arriving is just as strong as the main guy or even stronger. Um, there is a technique where you will introduce this person who is set up as this indomitable force. And in this case, it's the French dude who's never smiled. It's like, oh, he never smiles, ever, ever, ever. And so you have your main character make them do the thing that they don't do or defeat yeah. them in battle easily. Yeah. And that sets them... It's a shorthand way of going, well... This guy's not been defeated for 50 years. This guy's not smiled ever in an exam. Oh, this guy made them do it. So we sort of believe that he's got the chops to do it. Typically, uh, in the in the wider community, we'll say, oh, that guy got jobbed. Because the only thing he's here for, his only job, is to make the main guy look good. Okay, yeah. So you'll see it a lot in battle shown in like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Yeah. Characters who well, used to be super powerful get stepped on and in this cooking show it's characters who have never liked food suddenly love the food that soma cooks yeah and i get i guess it's because we're watching these consecutively it's all right to do that uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as jarring i guess if you watch this week to week but because we've just had him do the same thing with erina yeah. like he's literally just made her like this food that she's never She's never shown that. She's she's basically done... She's been jobbed herself in that sense. Oh, yeah. Although, although she's, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then the very next episode, he's doing it again. It's almost like, okay, we get it. He's good. But I guess if this was week-to-week <laughs> episode, you're not going to get as... as You know, you're not going to see that as quickly. Yeah. You, you tend to see this a lot more towards the beginning of um, shows as well because mm. you need to very quickly establish a power balance. So yeah, okay. another thing that is introduced in Food Wars that you see in a lot of other shows as well, albeit usually with fighting instead of cooking, is a power ceiling. So the power ceiling in uh, Shokugeki no Soma is Soma's dad. He is unequivocally the best chef ever. And he okay. is what everybody is aspiring to kind of be. So that's right. the goal. And there are all these other tiers and individuals on the way down that Soma's yeah. going to have to overcome to climb the ladder to get to the dad. Oh, okay. Um, so no, I like that. Yeah, that's um, that. That sort of visually uh, makes makes a lot of sense. 
So does it come up? I'm sure it does. If if dad is this like creme de la creme of cooking, does it come up that Soma is his son and is everyone a bit like, oh my God, you're the son of so-and-so, this amazing chef? I'm guessing yeah, that will come up at some point. Yeah, to not be overly spoilery, yeah. eventually he, he mentions who his dad is. I think it's fairly recent, actually. I think it's maybe in the next couple of episodes. And people okay. are like, oh, you're his son? And so yeah. there's another level of pressure there, which is interesting for him to overcome because it's the stigma mm. of you've got this super famous dad who's really good at cooking. Yeah. Are you any good or are you just living in the shadow? Or are you yeah. your own chef? And that's, yeah, it, it it's good stuff. I, I like it because it it's very simple <sighs> shonen, but it works. Okay. Yes. Can, I, can I make my uh, outlandish assumption of the week? Oh, yes, please do. Okay, so what? So this, my I should call it an outlandish prediction because I, this is what I think is going to happen, right? I okay, think, hit me. Okay, so Dad went off for a little bit and um, he spoke with his friend and he agreed to work with his friend. But before he agreed, he he called Soma up and said, "What do you want to do after you after this year's out?" And he said, "Well, I'm going to work with you in the kitchen." And he was disappointed by that. He was like, "Right, okay, I see." Um, mm-hmm. So my theory is. Dad got him a place at the school, at the academy, yeah, by work agreeing to work for the, this high person in high places. Uh, so he's gone back to New York to fulfil his side of the deal, and that's why they can't. He can't work in the restaurant in the in the diner. So therefore, there's going to be a bit later on where like Soma is all pissed off at his dad, like you left, you didn't want to work with me, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I did it for you. And uh, <laughs> I made you what you are. So that's my <laughs> that's my longitudinal prediction that I probably will either find out is absolute rubbish or won't find out until season six. <laughs> I I like him. It. It's, it's reasonable. <laughs> I could see it happening. <laughs> Maybe it does happen. Maybe that's season two. Who, who's to say? Who knows? Okay. No, I right, like it. That's the, good. Yeah, back to the back to these three episodes. Um, oh yeah, off the tangent. One step at a time. So we're in the kitchen with the the French dude who doesn't like to smile, and yes. they have to make a a beef bourguignon. Yes, which which beef beef bourguignon is something that we have in this country, but uh, Soma's obviously never heard of it, and he's like, I don't know what this is, and he's been he's been part he's been partnered with Megami, who. Yep. He's <laughs> like, does this big spiel about like, oh, I just need to avoid him. I just can't get involved with him. And then she's like, you're partnered together, which is, yeah, she's obviously, like, oh, obviously she is. God, why? <laughs> and, you know, they, she, she doesn't know, really know what, what she's doing. She sort of hopes that uh, Soma does, but he, he's like, nope, never heard of it. Let's just give it a go. Sounds, sounds like this. We'll give it a go. Um, let me, let me go read the recipe that he put on the board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it on the day. I'll yeah. do it on the... It is the day, Soma. <laughs> it's happening now. We have two hours. <laughs> and so they decide to uh, slow cook the meat. And yes. the bit when Megami is just staring at the meat. 40 minutes. Take the meat out in 40 minutes. Take the meat out in 39 minutes. Take the meat out in 38 minutes. If I manifest this, it will happen. <laughs> um. So then the meat gets sabotaged by some a, a yes. couple of assholes. But uh, just to kind of rewind slightly, so she oh, does on, yeah, a little um, ritual on her hand where she draws oh, yeah. uh, a little character and then right. she like pretends to eat it. And so I was like, I, 
what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you, are you doing? praying? Are you, is this some sort of ritual that you do? So it comes from uh, a translation. So it's called uh, hito no nomu, which literally means to kind of to drink or to swallow another person, which is like, uh, like saying, voodoo stuff. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a saying in Japan, which is kind of like to assert your will over people. So you're not scared of them, so you're going to swallow their spirit kind of thing. Oh. And so Megaman's doing that. And this is, again, a kind of very kind of rural idea, which Soma then hits with, oh, so you're one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) And Megaman is horribly offended by this. And she's like, oh no, (laughs) he's seen right through me. I thought I could hide it, but no. He knows from I'm I'm from the country. Uh, Yeah, see, this is why we bring you along, Sam, because things like that. I obviously just go way over my head. <laughs> and now you're one of those people. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here and I'm doing my best. I'm I'm just standing in the middle of the supermarket, just writing on my head. I can do it. I can do it. I can speak to the cashier. I can speak to the cashier. Smoobasen! <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, so they have their dish sabotaged by two people who are annoyed that Soma made such a big deal of himself at the ceremony. And they pull. Yeah, so so bullies are bullies, and yep. um, he has to try and figure out a way out of it. And obviously, M- Megami is sort of panicking, and Soma, being the uh, casual kind of dude he is, he's just like, "Look, don't worry, we'll sort it. The customers got to eat. You know, we've got us. The food must go out. The classic chef line, and uh, <laughs> they've got to do what they can to get it out. So he somehow pulls the cat out of the bag." with this mastery trick of using honey to uh, cook the meat quicker, which I haven't looked up, but I believe it. Like, I don't even yeah, I don't, I don't even instantly. question it. It's just, yep, yeah, that's fine. Sounds, sounds about right. So, as I was watching it, and uh, they reveal the sabotage, I thought, oh, okay, oh, there's a little white powder in here. Oh, no, and Soma's just gone straight in for the, for the lick. And then as everything played out, I was like, that's how he's done it. He's just... <laughs> He's so wired that he's just like, okay, Megaman, I've got a great idea. Let's cook it in honey. And then if uh, we, we cook it in the honey, then it'll be really super tender. Can you feel your face, Megaman? I can't feel my face. Can you feel your face? Let's just start cooking. Let's go, 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 And they do actually beat everyone else. And it's just, yeah, that, that, I, I love the subplot there. I think, I think that's, that is now canon. <laughs> so they present this dish, don't they? Yeah. To the chef that never smiles. And, uh, uh as as Will would have it, he smiles. Um, he's loving it, and he wants to give them a grade higher than an A. Um, but, but he, he can't, can't, so he's not allowed. Sad um, boys. And we establish the hierarchy once again with uh, Somo at the top. Soma at the top, and um, <laughs> these bullies burn their dish in the karma-centric world that it is. Oh yeah, and it's just... uh, they go. I'm guessing they go home then. Are they yes, are they out? I mean... Is that like a? It, it, it's not really clear whether they. Because it's sort of like they fail his class, but then like some people have left purely based on his lectures or his. Um, yeah. So it's in a general, clear it's not about the, the consequences. Really... Yeah. Again, it's it's all just hand waving to get to the next yeah. challenge, really, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, the bullies fail the task, and then we're introduced to uh, Draco Malfoy. Oh yes, the two other brothers who are totally not antagonists, guys. Don't <laughs> don't worry about it. Even though his first line is, I wish I was in the same class as that transfer kid so I could have beaten him. So I could crush him. (laughs) (laughs) 
after they get introduced. So I and I didn't mention this earlier, but when we have the introduction ceremony, we get a lot of glimpses. And I can say this as somebody who's seen the rest of the series. Um, we get glimpses of a lot of characters who start to become major players later on down the line. Okay, cool. We n- we never see their full faces, but we get like a glimpse of their designs. And these two are were there at the, the ceremony, and they are now being introduced again, just to kind of like remind us that we're still here, guys, and we're going to be a problem for Soma in some way. So <laughs> I ca- I kind of like that. I like that there are gl- glimpses for people, and the reason that they're there in the opening ceremony is for people who read the manga. Because then those people who read the manga will identify the characters and go, oh, look, there they are in anime form. And so very, very quick side note. How mm-hmm. accurate are the anime drawings to the manga drawings in just general? Or is it does it vary or is it usually pretty consistent? Okay, so it depends on a few factors. Usually a series will have a character designer who will adapt a manga artist's drawings to uh, an anime style yeah um if you get a character designer who wants to stay very true to the original designs then depending on how difficult the <laughs> char- like the outfits and the style was in the manga will affect the quality of the anime because if you've got a really detailed character design and then you have to try and make it move you got to remember this is in frames so yeah. each frame is a drawing and each frame you're having to keep keep all that detail on model. Yeah. So a lot of the time when you come to the anime version, character designs tend to get simplified quite a lot. Now, okay. the guy who drew Shokugeki no Soma has really gorgeous, detailed art and, yes, very lewd and crude art in yeah. the way that he presents all of his characters. And for the most part, that gets transferred fairly faithfully to the screen. Yeah. I would say the main difference is kind of the faces of the characters, uh, especially early, look a little bit more generic to the time than they did in the manga. Okay. But yeah, like, it it varies. You tend to get... You thought about that answer very, very carefully. (laughs) Clearly this is maybe... (laughs) Is this this a controversial thing? It's... I wouldn't say it's controversial. Do people get annoyed when it isn't translated well? Yes and no. I think yeah. because you have shows, for, for example, a show that did this really well fairly recently. So there's a very old manga called Devilman from like the maybe the 70s or 80s. And recently we got a series called Devilman Crybaby and the character designs were super simplified by the director uh, Masaki Yuasa. And because they're simple you can do so much more with the animation because you only have to draw a very simple design moving. So it takes much yeah. less time so you can do much more with what you've got versus something like, say, Sword Art, where you've got a very complex design with Kirito where he's got lots of buckles and bolts and yeah. bits on his sword. So to produce a really well-animated sequence of Sword Art, you'll often notice that in those complicated scenes, they're either really short because they're so on model, or... Or they skip them out. Yeah, or it just cuts to the next part. Yeah. <laughs> as it as it kept doing. But yeah, yeah it's it's a whole other okay. thing. That's fine. All right, I think that's a very good answer. That that helped. <laughs> so, um, moving on to the very end of the episode, then just to bring it all back home. <laughs> we love tangents. Yeah. 
no, but this 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 ending to episode three, it's almost like it was designed as a three episode, like a short movie, because he's won the battle and then he yes. goes in with the honey coated dried squid that started <laughs> off episode one. And Poor Megami. I've just put I've just put um crying laughing face it's honey coated dried squid he's still killing it like he's still <laughs> he's no matter what he's he, it, it nothing's phased him he's not changed anything about who he is he's just like okay right i've passed this test don't care how can we make the worst food again like it's it's like <laughs> these are my priorities and i'm sticking to them like yeah this yeah. this whole thing it's just like you said he calls it a stepping stone and that sort of emphasizes that like this is nothing to him he's just going through the motions doing what he does cooking great food and at the same time finding time to cook absolutely awful food and make people yeah. suffer and i think that that grounds uh soma quite a lot because he doesn't just get wrapped up in this cooking world he gets he keeps his hobby and yeah. that persists long into the <laughs> you call it a hobby <laughs> i mean i guess when your yeah. only other hobby is cooking <laughs> yeah. what, what, cooking what your interest is cooking great food anything else Cooking terrible bad food. food. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. that takes us to uh, the very end, which is Erina reacting to Soma having passed the exam. Yeah. And she's she's pissed. She doesn't like it. Yeah. She says that she's going to crush him. Or <laughs> Yeah. I'm just like, come uh, on. Well, I'll come believe on, it when I see it. Yeah. It's Do you have happening. to? <laughs> um, that's the three. Do you have any like, other thoughts of that kind of like cropped up no i think we pretty much covered everything everything i wanted to say i think yeah it's a nice it's a nice end to to it I, i'm definitely curious as to about what about where it goes i think it's mm. just so different to everything we've watched so far and i know you are trying yeah. to give me like a, a a varied uh experience with all these different episodes and all these different series that we're looking at but this yeah. in particular just sort of yeah i don't know it's 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 high quality high quality rubbish like yeah, it's it, yes. it should be jargon and it should be awful to use a, a a fitting if if poorly chosen metaphor it's like anime fast food isn't it <laughs> you can just keep ticking yeah, it over can, and over yeah and over. but you can tell there's been a lot of effort behind the scenes to sort of craft every element of it yeah and you found like even, once they, they found the formula for it and now they, yeah. they just churn it out no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It is it is a bit like that? Um, and yeah, yeah. So that ba- that basically brings us brings us to well, the, I've, the big. I've got a few odds and ends. Right. Yeah. Let's go. We also haven't talked about the intro intro and stuff. K- uh, Soma is voiced by the same guy who voices Kirito in the sub. Ah. So cool. all throughout it, I was like, oh, is he going to use uh, is he going to use his sword skills <laughs> to to in the kitchen? <laughs> see, I did not notice that because I was listening to the dub. Ah, I see. Very good. <laughs> and, and one day we'll approach this debate, but not today. Um, <laughs> and the other thing I kind of picked up on is there's already, we're, what, six episodes into this podcast now, um, there is a very stark contrast uh, in the use of nudity in anime. Yeah. If you compare this to, say, uh, Sailor Moon, here... <laughs> It is unapologetically used to show off uh, very sexy characters and yes. to link kind of the sensations of taste uh, to that of something that audience members can kind of relate to. So in, in, in that case, it's sex because we can't smell or taste it through the screen. 
Is it crude? Yes. Is it tasteless? Yes. Tasteless? Pun? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. But there are some really, really good concepts here. But I think that sometimes they get buried under that very prominent nudity and moaning and general lewdness. I think you can definitely tell that the author of the original manga used to draw hentai. It's it's quite clear. Yeah, I think the uh, nudity and everything involved is uh, very, like you say, unapologetic. But obviously, this is based on a manga that has that, which is okay, apparently, in Shonen Jump because it's drawings and not animation. So does that mean the anime itself is aimed at an older audience automatically? Um, not quite. It's like... So the manga is aimed at teen boys. And because and... this doesn't show nipples, it's still aimed at teen boys. Yeah, well, the manga doesn't show nipples either. Yeah, no, I know. So the the idea is that... And I think we can agree that when we when we were but young lads growing up, like, that's something that is on your mind. And if there were comics out there, I guess, in the UK, other than manga, that had this kind of content, it would sell. You would go out... Oh, it'd definitely sell. It would definitely sell. I don't know who'd buy it for me, but uh, it would sell. Well, that's the thing. Because it is billed in Japan as this boys' magazine, it's kind of seen as, oh, well, the content in it is regulated to a certain degree. So, yeah, little Jimmy can go off and buy Shonen Jump because it's, it's boys. Shonen literally means boy. So I can go out tomorrow down to the convenience store and I can pick up a copy of Shonen Jump for about... Less than a fiver. Yes, but you are 27. (laughs) You are not 15. (laughs) I mean, I get it. It's obviously a cultural thing. um, But I I just find it quite weird that this is marketed at that age range because it does feel very mature. Mm. Um, It is quite aimed at older youths. But also, I guess because it just gets within that kind of... Because it's a food metaphor... Yeah, but but you you, but you, you can appears... argue it as much as you want, Sam. But you know, in this country, in the sorry, you're not in my country anymore, traitor. Um, hey. In in <laughs> in the UK and probably in America and you know those very westernized countries, that would not Ofcom would have a field. It, it day. wouldn't fly. It, it it wouldn't it wouldn't fly. It wouldn't be okay to say, oh, there's no nipples shown. It'd be like, well, this is clearly sex. This is clearly sexual. Yeah. It's way too intense. To the, to the point where, if you try to buy manga like this in the UK, it actually comes in a plastic wrap. Right, yeah. yeah. Because it has that kind of content inside of it, and they don't want kids to pick it up off the shelf and yeah. leaf through it. But again, in Japan, I guess, because it's aimed at children and it's not inherently, quote-unquote, sexual, it's food-based, it skirts that... Yeah. All right, ever so slightly. Okay. Look, I'm not here to try and defend it. At the end of the day, a horny person has drawn a very horny anime. <laughs> okay, and let's move on. <laughs> that's what it yeah, is. We've talked, yeah. we talked about it enough. We talked about it at the beginning. We talked about it at the end. We'll, uh, we'll. We talked about it all the way through. Yeah, it's a sexy show. Will. <laughs> so the intro and outro, outro music. Uh, really, really liked. I thought the music was cool. Really enjoyed it. I'm not sure. I don't think it knocks off Titan. To be honest, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, Titan is an absolute. It's an banger. absolute belter. You probably it, it's probably come too early because I I can't. But I'm, I may I may change my mind because obviously I've watched the whole of Titan, so that's had time to build and time to 
you know, get in. You've digested, digested it, it a lot more than the, these three episodes. So we'll see because it, I did mm. really enjoy it. And it was one of those title sequences where I actually wanted to watch as well. The visuals are really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and really, really, yeah, really powerful music. Yeah, there wasn't a lot I didn't like about it. So um, top, top draw. Yeah, I absolutely love the song and the visuals of the food at the start are really gorgeous and it it walks that very fine line and I think nails it of it's really epic for what essentially boils down to a cooking show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I, I put it's got like national anthem vibes about it at the beginning when it just sort of starts with that yes. power ballad, yeah. I mean, it's it's called uh, uh, Kibo no Yuta, which means Song of Hope, right? And yeah. you kind of get that vibe from the song, oh, yeah. right? It's like this Absolutely. big ballad that is this hope that Soma has that he can catch up to his dad. <laughs> um, yeah. I love the shot specifically where like he swings his knife and the wind's kind of like billowing behind him. Uh, and it kind of shows off this gallery of opponents that he will eventually, air quote, fight. Yeah because it is a show and he is going to fight them but the fight is going to be cooking yeah yeah no it it's great i love it and i think the the ending as well i really like the song it's it's called spice by uh tokyo karen kodon um a band that actually broke up this year in february right okay but i really like the song the only thing that I'm not quite on board with is the fact that they do like this whole chibi vibe with all the characters naked. Yeah, a lot of naked people floating through this some sort of vegetable soup, uh, riding uh, yeah. riding on fruit and things like that. I guess, I guess, I guess it's sort of it, it contrasts the opening very well, and it's like it's mm. like right here's the powerful. We're going to hook you in with this opening that's like really um, sincere, and then we'll watch this ridiculous episode where everyone gets naked and abused sexually and then we'll just finish off sort of <laughs> laughing at you sort of like <laughs> you just sat through that <laughs> there's a load of naked people riding on fruit having a good time just yeah no shit's given and it kind of gets to the laughs up a bit i do really like the bit where they're all sat at the table because every character yeah no i really like that, that table. I, I i i yeah so when i rewatched the third episode, uh, yeah, I rewatched them a second time, and it was, yeah, I really, really like that. It was a nice, nice vibe. Yeah, like everyone's so full of life. You can like really tell kind of their character from the way that they're acting at this table. Yeah, yeah it's it's just nice. And I mean, th- there's a reason why if I type in onto my my iTunes, if I look at my <laughs> <laughs> anime songs list, like these songs have well over two three hundred plays yeah because they do stick in your head and they are really good yeah but like you said like you say these are it's different to the reason this is a, a big part of the show is because they are designed to be a big element you know they're big bands they're big artists that get the privilege of performing for these these animes so yeah it makes sense that they they are good songs on their own and are worth discussing 100 percent. yeah so char- characters, we've pretty much talked about everyone. You hate Erina; she's a dick. Honestly, and and but, <laughs> I look mild, mildish spoilers. Okay, yeah, you just want I... to go on another run, don't you? Is this the? Uh... <sighs> oh, this is the Dango yeah. of the uh, exactly. <laughs> food yeah. force. Fitting, seeing as Dango was me ranting about food. <laughs> look, I really, really 
enjoy Food Wars in the first season or two. Okay. Okay? And... This is a podcast, Sam. People can't see you not reacting. <laughs> you need to give yeah, us more. Yeah, I know. Like, look, I really like Food Wars uh, as it starts out, and I, I'm just, and I'm not alone in thinking this. That as it continues on, it tries to catch lightning in a bottle twice, okay, and tries to keep that momentum going onwards and onwards and onwards and onwards. I personally love season one and two. Season two specifically is one of my absolute favorites. I love the way that it's like played out. Yeah. But for me, the way that the series eventually goes doesn't jive with what I look for okay. when I think, ah, Food Wars, this. Yeah. So as much as I'm like, it's been really difficult for me revisiting these first three episodes because... The entire time, I'm just like, oh, look how good Food Wars used to be. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I've got that to look forward to if I stick with it. Oh, God. Okay. Like, I know that there was a massive subset of fans out there who really like Food Wars, and I'm not trying to take that away from you. I'm not trying to say that my opinion's oh, better Oh, stop trying yours. to justify it. You hate Food Wars. You've said it now. <laughs> Sam hates Food Wars. <laughs> Big words, middle of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. It's for me, it it tails off. Yeah, it's, it's but I see why so many great. people like it. Yeah. But what listening to you talk about it has been really fun for me because it, that has crystallised and solidified why I like this series in the first place. Yeah. Because coming off the back of the last season, and I watched this with my housemates at the time. God, we were just like, why did we ever watch Food Wars? Oh, really? Okay. Ever. But then coming back to it has been really nice because actually, yeah, there is some really good stuff there. Like there's cooking, actual looking at the recipes. There's the humor of this cocky guy coming into this elitist school. There's the idea of fighting against the man, man. (laughs) Just, and actually, I'm really glad that we did this because it's kind of reignited a little spark of hope for me with Food Wars and this little kind of, yeah, actually, the sour taste that I was left with wasn't always what I thought about Food Wars being. It was like the starter, the main, were brilliant, and maybe the dessert wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah. But... Oh, that's really cute, Sam. I'm, that's really... I'm more likely to remember the starter and the main than I am the dessert, now that I've remembered them better food puns (laughs) (laughs) no that's cool that it's um it's obviously had had a big impact on you know the the fact that you've stuck with it and you've not really you don't feel like you've got that resolve is uh is interesting but it's it's nice to hear you sort of go through that process in your mind and sort of see how how it's played out but uh for me i think this uh, if we're gonna talk about the big question is it a gateway (gasps) I think I'm going to have to think on the spot here because I haven't actually made my mind up. Um, I thought I, I thought okay. I, I thought I had. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk through my thoughts, right? I'll talk through my thoughts, and then and and then and then I'll ask you, all right? And then I'm going to ask okay. you what you think, all right? So I'll do it as quickly as I can because this episode's getting on anyway. No, it's a, uh, mate, take your time. <laughs> um, I think as far Sorry, as like I can't do that for you. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> um, Siri can't decide this for you. Will. Apparently not. <laughs> 
Uh, that wasn't an apple placement either, unfortunately. So, right. I think the topic is food. And I think that's a great way to get people into anime because it's something everyone can appreciate, something everyone can get behind. I think the sexual stuff is intense mm-hmm. and that is going to turn a lot of people off. Yeah. However, I think the way it's done, the the style... The the anim the uh, animation itself is really good. I love how colourful it is, how bold it is, and I think overall it's such a well created product, at least for these first three episodes. That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I think that that for me is the decider. The fact that it is, you can see, it's such high quality, which I think sometimes people don't appreciate anime for having you can sort of see that content right there in your face um <laughs> oh yeah you're 100 and, and every other orifice um and <laughs> so yeah i think that's gonna make my final decision for me what are your thoughts i'm gonna be honest yeah i don't think that this is for the anniversary oh, okay i i couldn't in good conscience recommend this to complete or even moderate novice okay to the world of anime. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, rewatching cool, cool. it as much as it's cool, 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 cool. As much as rewatching it has kind of reignited like why I like it, they are also the reasons why I don't think it's good for a newcomer. I think if somebody went into this blind, then they would suddenly go, "Oh, every stereotype about anime is completely true. Overly pervy, obsessed with big boob schoolgirls." There's so many good ideas here in season one, and I love it. Yeah. Okay. But unfortunately, like I feel like this. For, well, for me, the series starts to go into freefall. But actually, even these first three episodes, it's just so much bizarre and absurdity that I don't think that if I, for example, if I'd showed you this as episode one instead of death Note, yeah that would we still be here <laughs> or would that have tainted your entire anime experience all right okay so this is interesting this is the first time we've probably been split i yeah. but but i think what's nice is the way you've explained that and i agree with every point you've made so i think we can't i don't think we can let this into the universe i don't think this is a gateway show no i i think this is a show that you can definitely come back around to once you've experienced more of the tropes and you want, you've you kind of been exposed to that kind you've, of way that anime starts to sexualize things. You've been around the block a bit. Starts to introduce... Yeah. I don't think that this is something that you can just go, oh, you've never seen anime before. Yeah. No. Bang! Food wars. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I think... Because I think it's too much. It is, yeah. Okay, I, I agree. Uh, you've convinced me. I was going to let it in. Um, so anyone... Anyone who loves Food Wars and thinks it is a gateway show, hate on Sam, please, not me. Uh, but he's, uh, he's convinced me. We have to make a decision. And you know what? I, I agree with your points. I think, uh, it's fair enough. It's, it is intense. And you're right. If this is the first thing you see, which is what we want from a gateway, mm. we want it to be the first thing to show people. Yeah. Even, there's no real audience there. Like with Sailor Moon and stuff, we, even though we didn't enjoy it, or we didn't like it. We still saw the value of yeah, we, the fact that it, it, there there are points there that can get you into the medium and draw you yeah. in. This, almost every step of the way, even from f- almost a minute into episode one, yeah. you're being hit with tentacle hentai yes. out of the gate. And that is a lot for somebody who has never seen anime yeah. before, I feel. And, and I am not saying, and just to clarify, 
we we are not saying that because it's not got into the anniversary this isn't a show that you should check out as we've we've spent the past hour and a half waxing about how funny and uh interesting this show is so please if you are interested in it do check it out yeah we're just saying that if you were giving this to somebody with a blank slate it's a little bit much i second that i mean i'm gonna go and watch more of it I, there's not i'm not gonna start watching after those first three so it obviously has its merits and you've said there's much anyway so right enough kissing yeah. uh food wars is ass um let's uh wrap up so this one's in the universe uh what are we looking at next week sam oh next week i've been waiting for the moment that i can start to introduce you to sports anime will i'm so is it haiku oh no, oh. not yet oh okay well it's the only sports before haiku... the only sports anime i know <laughs> and that's only from last week <laughs> it's the only one that's on netflix <laughs> <laughs> okay what, what it's the only one that netflix keeps recommending to me <laughs> so next week for episode seven lucky number seven uh i would like you to experience the world of yuri on ice is it ice skating how did you know? <laughs> Sixth sense for this sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, I like my sports. Uh, I got the reference. I, I understood. That. I understood yeah. that reference. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's uh, a sh- it's a show about ice skating. That like, there you go. It's it's a sport anime. Ice skating's a sport. Fuck you, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Ice skating. Brilliant. What's it called? Yuri on ice. Okay. Yuri on ice. Cool. I look forward to that next yeah. week and. Uh, We'll, uh, I guess if you want to um, have a go at Sam and, uh, you know, make him feel terrible for kicking things out of the universe, um, or you want to agree with us and tell us your thoughts, uh, hit us up on the socials. We are Gateway to the Universe on Instagram, Facebook, and we are Gateway at Gateway TTA on uh, Twitter. Um, head over there to see what, what's, what's, what's what. And uh, let's keep... Have a discussion. Let's keep this party let's going. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Are we leaving it there? Awesome. I think we're leaving it there. Thank you very much for listening to our rambling. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see you in the anniverse next week. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>